0: everybody i'm ek wimmer your co-host and next to me is, is my other co-host
1: Ooh, whew, okay
0: boy that lewis is a real character
1: okay hello eunice Klazomania. i am mariah rose that was bonkers
0: hey man when you're dealing with ghost, ghost butlers life is bonkers
1: yeah there are no rules <laughs>
0: Okay, well, hey everybody, thanks for joining us.
1: I'm recovering from that.
0: My feeling, my gut feeling, mm-hmm. is that that's not the last time we'll hear from Lewis, the ghost butler.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: In this episode. I
1: can't imagine that that was the only time we're going <laughs> to hear from Lewis.
0: Okay. Well, this is the Laser Graves podcast. If you're listening for the first time, this isn't his <sighs> <laughs> podcast. And you just got a really interesting <laughs> introduction.
2: Imagine if this is the first time they've ever listened. Well,
0: there you go. Trial by fire. Careful, Uh, you'll get burned. You will get burned. This week, talking about a hot one. (laughs) I'm so excited. Are you?
1: Oh, yeah. This was an unexpected classic.
0: Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure. We were going to do Splatter University, which is like a pretty standard classic. um, Yeah. Campus slasher. It's a good film. It's just that it wasn't... Didn't wasn't quite jiving with us this week. We needed something a little more.
1: We needed to raise the bar because Splatter University, while a delight, there wasn't a lot to talk about.
0: Right. And so as we were watching it, what the craziest thing was is that out of the VCR <laughs> came this like green mist. <laughs> and then like behind us, we hear this little, we hear some crashing. Oh. A lot of like a, like a klutz is behind us knocking <laughs> things over. And I look, and here's this wide-eyed creature. (laughs) Wide-eyed. And he says,
2: Excuse me, but might I make a recommendation that instead of doing Splatter University, why don't you try Ghost Chase?
0: (laughs) It was crazy. And then the VHS floated off our wall. and landed in our hands and we said ghost chase boy both of us have never seen this surprisingly it's true true." maybe it was like a vision that came to us and we should pursue this (laughs) so instead decided to watch ghost chase and i can tell you it may be one of the best decisions that a ghost butler has ever recommended to us
1: yep yep
0: okay Ghost Chase, 1987, like we said, we've never seen this. I definitely have seen the cover a ton. I saw it in the video store, because it's so goofy. I've just never seen the movie.
1: Yeah, it's a goofy cover. Enough that I was apprehensive to watch it, because I thought it would be... I don't know what I thought, but it wasn't what we got.
0: No, it was a pleasant surprise, but it definitely was more than I was expecting, which is always a good case, so... Mm -hmm, mm Before we get into it, let's uh, let's give our listeners a sense of what we even watched. This is the trailer for Ghost Chase, 1987. This would be a really great movie.
2: She lit a both hands behind her back. Meet Fred, like Laurie, and Warren. I will now
0: proceed with the reading of the will. They're about to inherit their first big break in Hollywood. But someone is interested in their friend from the past who holds the key to their fortune.
2: Oh. Oh. I'm off of my new
0: movie monster. What? A friend who is about to take them, if their spirits are willing, on a wild ghost chase. of a chance, but they're going to have the time of their lives. Ghost chase. Okay, ghost chase, man, (laughs) this is pretty crazy. Uh, we got this VHS in one of the couple visits I made to the legendary video store hall that I did in a small town when I went through, rushed the first time, waited two years to go back, and then when I went back, thought I wouldn't find anything and made a another great haul.
1: Wait, are you talking about the legendary place that you sent me to once where the super sweet old lady was quite rude to me, but... Strangely very kind to you Yeah
0: well you know body language sends a heavy message when you walk through the door (laughs) And I felt like you came in and she could sense that you were bitter and not really a fan of VHS What? And she said I'm not selling to you And then I came in I dropped your name She could sense that I really had a passion for this No
1: I dropped your name and I think she was upset that you were taken
0: Yeah that's true She's like 80 Hot demand, hot demand. (laughs) Well, I was going through all the stuff, and I ended up finding a ton more that I had overlooked the first time. And one of them, because this was buried in a box in the back somewhere, was Ghost Chase. And I was so excited, because like I said, I knew the cover. I'd just never seen the movie. So we watched it, and right away... I was incredibly, like, charmed because it starts with these kind of animated opening sequence. Great score, by the way. Lots of saxophone. It's just fun. It's very classic 80s. But what took me by absolute surprise was when the director's name came up. This is the first U.S. debut film of the disaster master, uh, Roland Emmerich, who I was like, wait... I mean, there can't be two.
1: <laughs> it's a very distinctive name. It's a very
0: distinctive name. I had no clue that this was his first U.S. film at all. Like, I would have never in a million years Where is guessed. he
1: from? Germany. From Germany,
0: yeah. From West Germany. So I immediately was like, wait, what? We're watching the same guy who, in keep in mind, in less than a decade is going to bring us Independence Day. That's who we're talking less about. Less
1: than a decade. That's... That's good. Put that into perspective. That's pretty
0: wild. So, this was originally released in Germany under the name Hollywood Monster because it was filmed partially in Germany and partially in LA. All
1: right. Well, that's closer to a good title, but really, it should be called A Ghost Butler.
0: Ghost Butler? Yes. Yeah. I think Ghost Butler would be a great title. Yes.
1: Has to lie. Could you imagine?
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. I guess he just walked right behind us and left.
1: Could you imagine some 80s kids asking their grandmas to buy or like go rent Ghostbusters for them at the movie store? And she accidentally grabs Ghost Butler.
0: I feel like it's a win win. Yeah, honestly.
1: Unfortunately, they missed that. This is not called Ghost Butler.
0: Nope. It's called Ghost Chase. Well, this came about because it was an effort between the US and West Germany, which keep in mind the Cold War was still happening, but to try and produce films between the two of them. I mean, they were an ally. It's not like they weren't. It was East Germany that was. Strange
1: wasn't. flex, though.
0: It was. And uh, like I said, it was filmed in LA and then Baden, Germany, where my family is from. That's where the Wimmers originated from.
1: Baden to the bone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, das ist cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: So many great accents today.
0: Oh, yeah. You're welcome, Chase, by the way. (laughs) So that's how this film came to be. Okay, we usually do like a ton of research. And you can verify this, not for lack of effort. No. This really got buried. Like, first off, it didn't have an audience when it came out. But second, it's just like nobody who was in it wants to talk about it. It's just like it never existed. Yeah. Which shocks me. And then on um, IMDB and stuff, it's like... It's pretty brutal. It's like a four-star kind of film. And people just kind of diss on it. And, I mean, I'm going to be totally upfront. <laughs> like, I loved this movie. Yes. I don't know why people, A, would have a problem with it. And, B, why it's not talked about more. Like, it's... I don't understand how some films become cult classics and some don't. This has, like, got cult classic written yeah. all over it. It's
1: got all the ingredients. And... We've got some Hollywood royalty. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Pure royalty. In case you have forgotten, I love Robin Lively for Teen Witch. Guess what?
0: Robin Lively has listened to our podcast. (gasps) Teen Witch herself.
1: Maybe she's listening now. Maybe she'll bring in her brother. Yeah, I'm sure
0: she continued to listen.
1: Her brother, Jason. Uh, Hi, Jason.
0: Hey, Jason. What are you Uh, up to?
1: We love this. Good job, bud.
0: Yeah, totally good job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, Jason Lively is the star. You would know him best as Rusty from National Lampoons, but we would know him best from Night of the Creeps, Yep, which is incredibly important because that came out the year before this. And his co-star, which we sh- like quickly gather, is none other than Jill Whitlow, who was his co-star in Night of the Creeps. Yep. So they have been... Reunited like the two Corys to bring us one more film.
1: Nice 80s tie-in.
0: Yes, I was really pleasantly surprised. I love Jill. I think she's a cutie patootie, and I love both of them in Night of the Creeps.
1: She's like an adorable 80s Sarah Silverman. She doesn't act like Sarah Silverman, just kind of looks like her.
0: She does, but she's super cute. I mean, she doesn't have a flamethrower in this, unfortunately. Ugh. But what can you do?
1: That's all that was missing.
0: It's true, <laughs> yeah. That's definitely that's all that was missing. Mm-hmm.
1: They really threw everything in.
0: <laughs> they did. However, because these two are reunited, uh, right up front, right away, I'm bringing this week's fun fact. Whoa. Okay. This week's fun fact, because I dug and I dug and I dug and I could not find anything on... I couldn't even find the budget on this film. Wow. I did manage to find an interview with Jill where she briefly talks about this film. And the fun fact is... What? They were cast because of Night of the Creeps. Oh, I believe it. Because Night of the Creeps is any of the fans know of this film was a universal flop and then became a cult classic Mm -hmm. but it did become a hit in germany where roland was
2: working really
0: loved the film and thought that jason and jill together could be like the next 80s couple like a a brat pack kind of idea
1: yeah like pre-brangelina
0: yeah and so he as jill said in the interview just offered them the roles without any kind of like uh, auditions or anything. He just wanted to have them as the two leads in his film based on seeing them in Night of the Creeps.
1: Nice. And I've also invented their couple name, Jilson.
0: Oh, Jilson. Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like Benifer. Okay. Jilson.
0: That's better than jail. <laughs> okay.
2: You're right. It is. <laughs> Might I interject for one second?
0: What? What, Lewis?
2: I just think that perhaps Uh, (laughs) Double J (laughs) might be a very pleasant name for the couple, sir. Oh,
0: you people are listening to this, but I am watching this. Okay, you want to talk about this film? Yeah. This is a pretty damn cool film. It starts, like I had mentioned, with the animated front, you know, which is always cool. You got Night of the Demons and stuff does that, too. Like, anytime there's an animated sequence at the very beginning, I'm already going to give it a chance.
1: Yeah, it's animated, like, hot pink cartoon eyes that (laughs) are looking around. They're big and they're
0: spooky. It's really cool. It's it's fun. So I was like, okay, I'm already going to be a fan of this, but... We get introduced to our characters, like we said, um, Jason Lively and Jill Whitmore, Whitmore right away, and they're together on a couch.
1: Yeah, so it's these two... It kind, I, I, It's unclear at the age, but it seems like it's teenagers on a couch, and the male is getting a little handsy with a girl, and she's not very into it.
0: Yeah, handsy, because he does the possessed hand trick, where he acts like his hand is so possessed that he has to fill her up. And I, knowing you, <laughs> thought you were going to do the, what you typically do and go, oh, man, I would be super annoyed, to my surprise, without missing a beat. You uh, <laughs> pretended your hand was possessed and started groping me right away. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, I didn't see that one coming. so I could tell right away that you were a fan of this film.
1: Keeping it classy.
0: <laughs> Always keeping it classy.
1: That's me. classy Mariah. But after he gets handsy and she rebuffs him as you rebuffed me, they, it like breaks away and we realize they're not actually like a couple on a couch. It's uh in fact we're watching a movie set. Yes. But it's not like a Hollywood movie set. It's it looks like teenagers are filming a movie.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's just like buddies getting together to make like a low budget slasher film or something.
1: Right. But then they uh start talking about bills. So we realize okay, they're a, a step above teenagers. Yeah. So they're like young adults, YA. This is a YA genre.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a Christopher Pike book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally. But they, uh, they, they're worrying about bills and their finances. Lori, who's the female actress, she's upset about the whole situation and storms off.
0: Yeah, and this is where we meet our third. And, like, there's really four leads in the film.
1: Yeah, actually, the whole cast number's 14.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, when I looked up their credits, 14 people.
0: Wow, there you go. Bringing in the hot other additional fun facts for I the I don't week. know how
1: fun that is, but...
0: I was really like, whoa, that was really fun. That as fact you were was so fun! <laughs> so, we meet the third person, who I believe is uh, Jason... What's Jason Lively's character's name?
1: No, Jason Lively's the one that was sitting on the couch. Yeah,
0: well, what's his character's name? Warren. So, I think it's Warren's cousin... Is that correct? I don't know, dude. I don't know either. They're definitely like buddies. There were a lot of unclear boundaries. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What is his character's name? Fred. Fred, that's right. Fred's the cool one. Fred, because I'm going to tell you right now, Warren has no redeeming qualities about him. Warren
1: is awful. He's just like his great-grandfather.
0: That's true. Even though I like Jason Lively as an actor. Yes. And I think he's great. Warren is just a horrible, like... Uh, Pig, But
1: it's because Jason is such a top tier actor.
0: It's true. He was believable right away. Mm -hmm. But we meet his cousin, Fred, who is this quirky, like independent filmmaker. Oh, I just love him.
1: It's a little bit like you.
0: Let's talk about Fred, because I I did identify with Fred for sure. You did, babe. He was amazing. He like wants to make movies. He is this gadget guy. He's kind of like like Data from the Goonies.
1: What? is it with the 80s and also think back to your childhood in the 80s the gadgets
0: oh for sure
1: i know you and i both have talked about this here before where we tried to like invent little gadgets in our house yes. to like lock a door or turn off a light yeah same scenario here except for we've got like a robotic chair fred's doing the thing
0: yeah, I loved all this. I had mentioned this once before. I did used to build a lot of gadgets as a kid, like mm-hmm. things to turn my lights on and off and stuff like that. But he does. He does this gadget thing like Data or like uh, the dad from Gremlins, like yeah. this, just kind of building all these gizmos and stuff like that.
1: It was very 80s, like as a phenomenon. So
0: that's what I wasn't ready for watching this for the first time is I didn't expect it to be so kind of classic 80s right yeah. away. It's just the actors... The story, the soundtrack, the yeah. filming, it just felt very classic 80s. Like, I would have loved this as a kid. I would have watched this film all the time.
1: Ghost Chase had its finger on the pulse, guys. <laughs> Well,
0: it really does just feel of the time. And in addition, Fred also is like a model builder and a miniature set designer and all these kinds of things. He's just mm-hmm. this jack-of-all-trades And he's the fun one in the group. He really is one who's kind of got a level head.
1: He's the only interesting human.
0: (laughs) But it's this trio now that we have. It's like Mm -hmm. our Ferris Bueller trio that's going to go ahead and kind of go forward. But for now, Jill's character is not part of this because she's so turned off by how disgusting. She storms away.
1: So they're like talking it out, Fred and Warren. And they're grabbing their bills, talking about their bills. But as Warren's rifling through them, he sees a note, like a letter to himself. And it's a notice about the reading of the will of, I think
0: it's his father. But really, it's all about his great
1: grandfather. So
0: is this the scene when he did the penis high five? That was what? awesome. Where he stuck his hand oh, through yep. his pants. It was like classic 80s humor. Yes, very he porky. stuck his hand down his pants to come out of of the the zipper mm-hmm. and high-fived his friend <laughs> i really was like how have i never thought of that uh, i think we
1: should name it high five on the fly
0: Ooh, i love it okay, okay. that's cool
1: we coined it it's trademarked yep. leave us alone
0: yeah that's right t-shirt coming soon
2: might i recommend uh,
0: no lewis get out of no. here we're trying to record a podcast <laughs>
2: I'm sorry,
0: sir. Oh Man, that guy gosh. is just like always butting in.
1: You're getting really comfortable with this.
0: I'm getting, what, comfortable with Lewis constantly visiting us? Oh, no. The green fog everywhere? Dude, you're going to have to start a drama club. <laughs> Dude, you are my drama club.
1: No. No way. Anyway... So Warren hears, he's got, or reads, that he's got a a date with destiny. Mm -hmm. He's got to go listen to a will. And it's not like a recent death. It's like a five-year-old death. So he's got time to grieve. He's not in a bad place. No,
0: but they talked about how he, it was his birthday, and he's 21. So I think it's because he turned 21 that he got the will read.
1: Yeah, and they're like thinking, big inheritance is coming our way. We're going to use this to... Further our film career, right, and pay all, all of our bills. So yeah. they're jazz. Like
0: every up-and-coming filmmaker thinks they're just going to fall into money to fund their stuff. That's the only it, way to. It, do yeah, it. that's how it works.
1: That's what I'm waiting for. Still, <laughs>
0: anyway, call us.
1: He gets there. He gets there, <laughs> and he gets a twenty dollar and thirty five cent ticket for a pawn shop. So yes. he has to pay twenty dollars and thirty five cents. They hop into their hearse, which oh, that's pretty cool. Another eighties thing.
0: Yeah, to like drive around in a hearse is oh so cool. Gosh.
1: There was last summer a teenager, uh, like a block over from mm-hmm. us who had a hearse. I couldn't have been more jealous. I'm never yeah. jealous of anyone or anything, and I saw that dumb kid driving his hearse, and he didn't even care.
0: He like lived with his parents for oh. sure. But he put, like, a skull on the front and everything. Man, I was really jealous of his hearse.
1: Uh, We had a cool van. uh, We did. That we named Grandpa Whisket, but we kept a hot purple skull on the dashboard. That was pretty cool. We
0: did. R.I.P. to the greatest van in history. (sighs) Yeah. It's really sad. sad. Actually, I was in a band when we had that van, and I wrote a song, a love song about our van. Because so I missed cool. it so much. And
1: then we had kids and there were no, like, seat belts. So yeah, they'd like, ruined
0: everything for and us. it
1: also cost more than $80 to fill. Oh, yeah, <laughs> two tank.
0: tanks, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know.
1: Anyway, these guys, Warren and Fred, have their own sweet ride, a hearse. Also, can you and I just agree that hearse comes up for sale, we buy it?
0: Yeah, actually... Okay.
1: Busted! Guess what? I saw a hearse last year for some, or for sale in the summer, and you're like, "We don't need a hearse." So you, it is here, it is sealed. We will buy the next available hearse.
0: Okay, but
1: no takebacks.
0: I get to drive it. I'm uh, just sorry. No seatbelts.
1: I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get our groceries with a hearse. <laughs> oh
0: man, could you imagine picking up groceries with a hearse? All I want to do It'd be like the perfect vehicle to load groceries it's so in. So easy. We're like adulting right now.
1: But you could, you could use the gurney and pull it out and wheel it into your house.
0: Like a shopping cart. <laughs> Man, how, how come nobody's thought of this? I
1: don't know. This is brilliant. Okay. I feel
0: like the train is rolling right now with the creative Let's thoughts. It.
1: Let's do it. I'm, the wheels are greased.
0: <laughs> Boy, are they.
1: Okay. So they t-
0: <laughs>
1: they take their hearse, followed by a white limo. Yeah. So something's up. This white limo's curious about what happened at the Will
0: Reading. Cannot wait to find out who's in that white limo.
1: They take their pawn ticket cash it in. Also, the guy that owns the pawn shop... He's cool, huh? Amazing. Just another little golden nugget in this film. I didn't
0: look him up, but he's got to be like a character actor. I don't know. He's
1: got a gun, and like it's cool. Just watch this movie and you'll know.
0: So this is where we get the premise of the film, is that the inheritance just led to this ticket that they redeem at a pawn shop, which is just a briefcase. Mystery. I Okay, so from this moment right here, I loved this idea. This felt very much like like a children's movie, but it's it's not really a kid's movie. We can't
1: show it to our kids. I was thinking the same. Yeah, there's like, a little yeah. bit of language. It's not
0: really that bad, though. Oh, it's all
1: the perviness. And also... Mm, that's just 80s movies. Warren's a little bit like, is he going to rape her?
0: Yeah, well, there's one scene in particular that I'm like, okay. And, but luckily, he gets interrupted. But it's it's got a classic kind of uh, adventure starting, which I love in a film where the plot immediately sets it up to be like oh we're going on like a hunt yeah which is the case they're gonna or go a chase they're gonna go on a chase <laughs> yeah on a hunt and i really liked this right away because i was already enjoying the movie but this made it even more enjoyable is that i w- i didn't see this coming that it was going to like reveal an even further plot development of like now they aren't like they're on a treasure hunt
1: yeah they're on a, it's the adventure begins here which
0: is very goonies like again you mm-hmm. know it's got that feel
1: So the white limo pulls up, and I would like to take a moment here to note that the license plate of the limo reads Canard Seven.
0: Uh huh.
1: Or Canard Sept, if you're French. Okay. Uh, Canard means duck. I have no idea why. Okay. Whatever.
0: I don't either, but I know who was in the limo. Who? The principal from the (laughs) breakfast club. That's all he'll ever be known as. Yes. Finger pointer.
1: The hothead himself. He is after it.
0: He's so good in this film.
1: He's good in every film. He really
0: is great. Yeah, I mean, he's just such a solid actor, but he was really fun. What did you think of the cast? Like, now, this is basically the whole cast.
1: I think it was good. You know, before we continue, I do want to say I really wish Warren had toned it down like they had toned down the Warren character like four points back. Because that's honestly my only complaint with this whole movie.
0: He was coming in a little hot. Quite a bit of the scenes. Yeah. He was kind of trying to steal the scenes a little.
1: We're not blaming a lively here, guys.
0: No, no. Livelies can do no wrong. No, no, no.
1: This is a writer <laughs> issue. Okay. Continuing on. So they try to steal. Kanar Evan tries and fails to steal the suitcase moments after they get it. And since he's failed, he instead hires some nerd guy to, like, follow these... Young adults.
0: I like the nerd, the henchman, who yeah. is basically just bumbling around and like knocking things over and can never do anything right.
1: He looks like he works at like a T-Mobile store.
0: Yeah, it's funny though. I like that kind of <laughs> the the introduction of this character. Yeah, he's is just... really goofy, and I just feel like this is a fun film. Choose your henchman wisely. I cannot get over that this is a Roland Emmerich film. <laughs> like this does not feel like it at all.
1: You know, so I'm thinking about henchmen. If I had to choose my own henchmen, uh-huh. I know exactly who I would
0: choose. Oh, what? It would be henchwoman. Okay. Darla. Okay.
1: Darla, I know you're listening. <laughs>
0: okay, a little context for everybody else. That's okay,
1: listening. I'm gonna exp- I'm gonna expand on this. Darla gets stuff done. Oh
0: she! Oh yeah. Yeah, she will not take anything from anybody. You, she would be the perfect henchman. actually. I know, I she know. She would like bust kneecaps to get what we ask.
1: She would be the perfect hench person. It's true. So, she's. I've I've claimed her. I would be her hench person, but I don't. I, I'm too slapdash. I'm I'm not a reliable hench person. <laughs>
0: return the favor. No,
1: I'd make her a drawing. But I know who my hench person would be. That's good. Yeah. Do you have a hench person? You can't claim Darla. I do. Who?
0: I would get one of those big yellow things from Despicable Me. (laughs) 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 What? They're good. They're good henchmen. The minions? Minions, yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool to have one?
1: I would love to have a minion.
0: I really want a minion.
1: (sighs) Okay. This got weird. Okay, so the henchmen is now, has broken into Warren and Fred's house. It's late at night, they've taken their briefcase. It was disappointing, there wasn't really anything like a, was the clock in the briefcase? Yeah. Okay, so there's a clock in the briefcase, that is important.
0: Very important.
1: Okay, henchman's there, he sees a mysterious blue, like greenish light.
0: This is cool, this is very Ghostbusters-like.
1: Coming, Ghost Butler. Coming no, out. no, it's Ghostbusters-like.
0: <laughs> this, I like this from the 80s, this kind of mysterious fog that mm-hmm. floats through, mm-hmm. that ghost effect that they did in the
1: 80s. It was just, I think, a cartoon. It's so cool. Fog cartoon, yeah. And the Way hench- cooler
0: than CGI.
1: Henchman sees it, panics, aborts mission. Yep. He is out. And rightfully so, quite frankly. You see a mist that you can't describe, you go. Just do it.
0: Yep. But the filmmaker friend. Fred. Slash cousin Fred has a vision because this mist kind of seeps into his breathing and he has a a vision, kind of nightmare.
1: Like a dream?
0: Yeah. Where he sees a house and a wall and all this kind of stuff. And we get the whole backstory of what's happened.
1: So basically what Fred sees is that Warren's great grandfather had a huge crap ton of money And didn't want to share it with his family. So he killed his butler and then hid the money.
0: Well, his butler hid him in the wall, like buried him in the wall with his money and then drank poison and died so that the secret would be kept forever.
1: Well, but the grandpa made him drink the poison. Right, exactly. Or not Warren, Lewis the butler did not want this to happen.
2: Might I interject for one second there? Perhaps I didn't want to drink the poison, but I sure did enjoy the flavor. <laughs> what?
0: Okay, thanks, Lewis. Man, he like, knows how to overstay his welcome, right?
1: <laughs> okay, so Fred has his dream, and he kind of has a bigger picture of what's going on. And the guys decide, with this dream inspiration, to change their entire film. Uh Uh-huh. Now they're going to make this ghost butler film.
0: Okay, this is the only part of the whole film that made me question things. He sees the vision of the butler... Yeah. ...as an animatronic puppet.
1: No. No. He makes an animatronic puppet based on the vision. The vision's a real man.
0: Why would the vision not look like a normal butler?
1: I don't... No. Why would it
0: look just like the thing he is yet to build?
1: Maybe there was something going on genetically with Lewis. Okay. Don't point it out.
0: Okay. Well, Rude. Or maybe there was a little bit of a plot hole there. Uh, okay. Well, the butler appears. Um, Lewis. Lewis as an animatronic butler.
1: Yeah, so Fred's all jazzed up on his dream, starts writing a film, like fully writes it because he presents it to Warren like the next day, a full feature length film that they're going to go ahead and do. Warren's super jazzed about it and he's going to go get Lori on board. But basically he's just hoping for like a booty call and he's doing that thing that I related to embarrassingly. So he's like, yeah, I need a like romance so that Lori will like, you know, like me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I related because when I was in third grade and there was a boy who lived a few houses away, his name was Chad. (laughs) And I would write plays about how Chad fell in love with me, but I would be like, we're vampires and you fall in love with me.
0: Oh, this is (laughs) pre-Twilight.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was like anything, like we're homesteaders and you fall in love with me. You know, whatever. We're chefs and you fall in love with me. But weirdly, he was game, but he was definitely not interested in me. But I finally convinced him to have a dog wedding. That's true. Our dog's married.
0: (laughs) Yeah, wow. Way to go.
1: I put my beagle's ears and pigtails for the wedding. (laughs) How pretty. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Oh, so the moral of the story is you're like Warren. No. Is I, that what
1: I'm gathering? Well, from this episode, it's far too similar, but in general, very much no.
0: I think that this is basically casting in general. I always think, like, when the leads have a say in whose cast is their partner, it's just yeah. who they want to make out with. Totally. Because it's like a free pass. Like, no, dude, we're acting. If so we you, can make out.
1: And if you fall in love with me, that's fine. That's too.
0: fine. I understand you're under the charm, under the, the spell of the spotlight and Hollywood glamour. And I'm an
1: actor and everybody loves me.
0: <laughs> everybody.
1: <laughs> okay. yeah, he's
0: definitely pulling all the stops. To just try and get... Why wouldn't he, though? Yeah. She's charming and cute. I would yep. bring her in, too. But for sure. But I would not maybe take the approach he did.
1: No. So the guys get to work prepping for the film and... Lori is not interested at first, but then she goes over the script. They're looking at it together on the couch.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And the ghost butler, Lewis chooses this because it's midnight Mm -hmm. as the time to show up.
0: He inhabits the puppet that Fred has built, Mm -hmm. which let's talk about that. Okay. This animatronic butler that's in Ghost Chase is awesome. Like, it's really cool. It's not as low budget as the film would lead you to believe. Like, I I feel like it's really well done.
1: It is, but also it's, like, cheesy in a way that you would expect from a children's
0: movie. It's kind of like um, Hoggle from Labyrinth. It's got these really emotive eyes and expressive eyebrows. And Mm
2: -hmm.
0: all the reviews that I read immediately likened him to, like, a cheap version of E.T., Mm-hmm. How he just bumbles around, but mm-hmm. I don't—I didn't see it really.
1: Well, he's a butler; he's not an alien,
0: and he's got a really cute, weird British voice. Which, by the way, yeah, I read in the trivia. There was only like two things in the trivia that, still to this day, nobody knows who did the voice for Lewis.
1: Are you telling me it was you?
0: I hate to break it to no. you, but it was me.
1: <laughs> okay, so the guys see Lewis. They're kind of separated from Lori. They hide in a closet and they're freaking out trying to figure out what to do. Meanwhile, our ghost butler makes Lori a martini.
0: (laughs) This is with the great music. Oh, the music is so much fun. We should probably play a clip, don't you think? Heck yeah. (laughs) Because you need to know why we love this film so much. Okay, imagine an animatronic British butler ghost. Trying to make a martini.
1: Trying and succeeding.
0: Oh yeah. Well, knocking over a couple glasses. Whatever. But you know what they say? You gotta break a couple martini glasses to make a martini. Yep. And this is playing.
2: <laughs>
0: this soundtrack is like pure fire, by the way. This pure whole fire. this whole soundtrack's <laughs> awesome.
1: Um, but Lori is you know, surprised to receive a martini from a ghost butler, and she punches him.
0: Yeah, well, she just thinks he's a creep and, you know, like somebody in costume.
1: Yeah, she scrambles off, um, and she runs away, so what's Go- ghost butler gonna do? He's gonna watch an episode of Night of the Living Dead while everybody else meets in the closet, and they ag- agree, like, they need to do something about this situation. hmm So they all have a conflap,
0: Ding dong, let's have a flap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so they they all sort it out with Lewis, the ghost Butler. Uh. Uh-huh. He kind of reveals the plot line once again to them and they decide, yeah, they'd really like to have Warren's great grandfather's inheritance, so they're gonna, you know, with Lewis as their driver because who doesn't want a possessed animatronic puppet? To drive them.
0: I would love that. A hearse? Yeah. Could you imagine how amazing that would be?
1: Actually, yes.
0: Imagine seeing somebody being driven around town by an animatronic butler driving a hearse.
1: I think that's my dream life.
0: Oh, if you guys have not seen this film.
1: Go watch it. Also, if
0: you think this film sucks, I'm I'm sorry.
1: Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the
0: kitchen, yeah.
1: Okay, so Lewis, he's driving them. But wait. He disappears.
0: Oh, yeah. We find out he's on a time limit.
1: Yeah. He's got, what, like an hour a night?
0: Yeah. Witching hour.
1: They make a lot of progress in an hour. They just really do.
0: Yeah. They, yeah.
1: But this is around the time that the guys realize the person who's been trying to break into their house and get their special stuff is none other than Stan Gordon, the... Uh, breakfast club principal he is like in this movie he's like a media mogul he 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 like runs a studio so he wants this money because his family has a history of also wanting this money so warren and fred and laurie are looking for grandpa's house the great grandpa's house and lewis had led them to believe that it's basically on this film lot And Stan Gordon knows that the house is somewhere on this film lot. But he has, as of yet, been unable to find the fortune. So they're all after the fortune. They all have a general idea of where it is, but not how to get to it. So he is trying to, I guess, get the ghost butler or whatever so he can be led to this cash which is weird, because it seems like he's doing okay financially. Right? <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know why he would be so eager to... Well, I mean, I guess it was millions, they said.
1: Sure, but, like, it seems like he has millions.
0: I feel like I would still be like, oh, there's millions available? Sure, why not?
1: I mean, I guess, yeah. Millions? How about millions? More of millions. Yeah. Okay. I'll t- I'll let you know what it feels like after the first million I get.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. You can finance my next film.
1: So they... Finally, find gran- great grandpa's house, and they make their way to the basement because Lewis has led them there. Like mm-hmm. they know grandpa's fortune is uh, walled up down there, but the bad guys have also arrived, and they've got dynamite.
0: This got a little off the rails because they're
1: also filming.
0: But it got really fun, too. Oh, yeah. We just skipped over the whole middle part of the film, but it's because we, we don't have to go through it all. No, no, no. Because the, the ending is what's interesting. When they actually get to the house, they find it.
1: Well, it's just hijinks before that.
0: Yeah, it is true. It's just 80s hijinks. But when they get down in there, it's cool because the spirit or the ghost of the grandfather starts mm-hmm. kind of taking on forms of arms and zombies and stuff.
1: He also just randomly throws an axe.
0: Yeah, it's just cool. It turns into a really fun. It's a romp. It is a romp.
1: And it's a basement romp. It's totally, with ghosts.
0: totally. What I do love is that the grandfather ultimately takes the form of a knight, like a in suit armor. of armor. Yeah, yeah. To do a battle, Sword and there's fight. there's like a battle at the end. It's just so much fun. Like this film is very '80s in all those aspects.
1: Yeah. So Warren is ha- like finds himself in a battle like a sword fight with his great grandfather's ghost in a suit of armor great
0: grandfather or his grandfather
1: well i thought it was his grandfather but imdb says it's his great grandfather so. oh okay
0: i always thought it was just his grandfather too i don't know whatever
1: uh but fred finds himself on a bed of spikes about to be impaled i so. love
0: this too this is like it's like a fun house it's, it's yeah a little it's bit ridiculous. of everything
1: and was it filmed in the psycho house
0: I just feel like it was definitely filmed like on a lot because it seemed like they just had access to any kind of props laying around. Well, and it's written
1: into the script that it is on a lot.
0: Which is really smart.
1: Yes, absolutely. But the ghost butler comes and attacks with an ax. The film crew wraps on this. They're outside filming. And now I know it seems like I'm just randomly bringing up a film crew. It was random in watching. I was like, they're filming right now
0: well back up for a second when you said uh lewis attacks with an axe it's like a spear point thing and he he stabs the grandfather's ghost of armor thing and that's what saves everybody simultaneously fred destroys the clock with the bed of spikes that's coming down on him yeah so it all happens together so they've like overcome the great uh bad guy however they're in a house filled with dynamite
1: Yes. So the film crew has wrapped their shooting. We have some sort of resolution happening with grandpa, but there's question about Lewis. It's all chaotic and if it sounds like it doesn't make much sense, that's okay. We we agree.
0: Yeah, but it's like a fun doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> so in the melee, somehow they managed to get all of this money out of the basement, like the hidden basement. Before the house is blown up with dynamite.
0: Well, it blows up with them in it. Yes. (laughs) It's pretty chaotic.
1: But they escape. Unblown up. (laughs) Right. Anyway, what happens is they get the money. The house blows up. They escape. Stan Gordon does not get the extra millions that he wants. Mm -mm. But Warren, guess what? All that perviness pays off. Yeah. Although, like, rapey behavior. Yep. He gets the girl. That's the
0: moral of the story.
1: If you have millions from a basement, you get the girl. Yep. So they have their money. Um, also, there's a a scene uh, with goldfish and piranhas.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be symbolic, I think.
1: Yeah. So Stan Gordon has uh, had earlier in the movie fed goldfish to the piranhas, but in this closing scene stan gordon goes back to his office and it's just piranha skeletons and goldfish swimming around yep which was pretty cool (laughs) now fred has the money to be bankrolled by warren and guess what Fred's already got a new idea for a new movie, even though they didn't make the last movie.
0: That's how independent filmmaking goes. <laughs> you come up with 12 ideas and you don't do any of them.
1: It doesn't matter. Fred's got a new idea and they drive off, but their driver turns around and winks. Blink. It's the ghost butler, Lewis.
0: Yes, it is.
1: He somehow survived the explosion and the destruction of the clock. He's got his animatronic body, and he's ready to drive.
0: This was a really fun film. It was clever in a lot of ways. I thought that because it was a low-budget film, they were really smart with the things they did. Like making Lewis appear as the animatronic butler Mm -hmm. to become inhabited in the animatronic butler that's built... Was smart. It was like double dipping with the effects.
1: So he didn't have to look realistic because he was possessing a puppet thing.
0: Also, Fred building the miniature of the house that he saw in his dreams, Yeah, which you later in the flashbacks see, they're using the miniature in the flashbacks. It's like they're just using all these things in multiple scenes in a way that's really clever.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: I just thought this was really well done. I think it's a, f- a super fun film. It's a campy romp. It is, but it's just like a good, easy to watch 80s film. Yeah. It's not going to like blow your mind, but it's also not a bad movie at all. It's fun. will it? It's got a lot of rewatchability. This just surprised me on so many levels. But it was released in Germany under the name Hollywood Monster on January 1st, 1988. Very limited. Didn't, you know, do really anything. And then came over to the States and got released on VHS, like the copy that we have mm-hmm. under Ghost Chase. And again, didn't really do much of anything. It just kind of like faded away. I don't have numbers at all, but I can tell you it clearly didn't do well. I did find a, a minor interview with Roland Emmerich, and he said that Germany kind of turned their back on him because <gasps> Rude. he was trying to make an American film. And they were like, why are you trying to do that? He made one right after this called Moon 44, which I have, which is just a, a action kind of post-apocalyptic sci-fi film. And both of those were flops in, in Germany and, and weren't really leading anywhere. And so it's I don't know how this happened for him. I don't know what good fortune he stumbled upon, but to go from two relatively obscure low-budget flops to... 1990, so this is 87, Mm -hmm. talking just a a few years later, he comes out with Universal Soldier. And then after Universal Soldier, 94, he does Stargate. After Stargate, 96, he does Independence Day. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Independence Day. So they criticized him for trying to make an American film, and he leaned in Hard. Well,
0: yeah. Once he fully committed, so in the interview I did read that Ghost Chase was made under the production company that he started with his sister in Germany, and yeah. it, because it got bad reviews, he was like, "Pack up, we're going to America. Like, we're gonna we're gonna do this now." And I think just it was a series of you know events where one director pulled out, and they needed another director, and he just kind of found his way into the limelight, and then by the time Independence Day comes, you know. There's no turning back. And then he did the Godzilla and one of our personal favorites The Day After Tomorrow. I Mm -hmm. mean, and then he became this really campy, like, cliche, big-budget Hollywood disaster film director.
1: Cliche, and that he has now millions of dollars and he's turned into Stan Gordon.
0: It's true, but what stands out, looking back at knowing who he is as a director Mm -hmm. and what he went on to do, this film really is different in tone it doesn't feel like one of his films at all no it's cute it's clever though it's fun it just feels very sincere it feels like somebody who really wanted to make a movie
1: but also still just had fun doing it
0: absolutely and that's in the the interview i read with jill she was saying they just had a blast on set in germany and stuff Mm -hmm. it was fun so I do find it interesting that when people get to know these big Hollywood directors, they forget that everybody kind of comes from Oh, Peter from Jackson somewhere. is
1: who I think of.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's just so crazy. Or Sam Raimi. Like, these yeah. guys get their start, and then they go on to do really big things. The difference, though, with both Peter Jackson and Sam Raimi is that they've never really lost their base or their edge or their connection to that, that crowd, okay. whereas Roland, like, he went on to just completely go full-on Hollywood and never really, like,
2: Well,
1: it, seems like, it back down. It seems like he never really got a base, though. Yeah. Like, he just fell upward? Yeah. Maybe, and didn't ever actually have, like, a cool base. Although he should have. I think this is great. This is a great I, film. Yeah.
0: Going back to what I said earlier, this should have a cult following. I think it's a really fun film. Okay, The so cast start is it. so good, too. The, it's, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's easy to watch.
1: I would have loved to watch this as a kid in the eighties.
0: Yeah. I mean I enjoyed watching it as a full grown adult. Yeah. And I would gladly watch it again. I mean, I, I I was shocked how much I enjoyed this film. It was quite surprising. So with that being said, that is Ghost Chase. I will say that we definitely recommend it. Highly. Yeah. If you can find a copy, get it. I don't think it's that expensive actually if you want to watch it on VHS <laughs> it and can't then be. It's gotten, well, some of these films can be. And it's gotten, uh, I'm pretty sure, a DVD release, but I don't know about a Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, track it down and watch it if you're just in the mood for like a fun, easygoing 80s movie.
1: Yeah. Give yourself a special gift today.
0: Yeah. And if you like what you heard, um, as we always say, please follow us. You can follow us on Instagram, at Lasergraves. You can rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, Where anywhere and everywhere you do that. Or you can listen to back episodes at lasergraves.com. If you really are enjoying our show, something that would be awesome is to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash lasergraves, Mm -hmm. where there are a couple different tier systems, but you get bonus episodes and... All kinds of interesting content. We're about to do another contemporary casuals review of a movie mm-hmm. we just watched, which was wow. some, something. So to our Patreon subscribers, look forward to that one. Whoa, <laughs> I didn't know we were in for that treat. No. But that'll be coming out. And uh, other other than that, I hope you look forward to our next episode. Spread the word. Tell people about our podcast Mm -hmm. Follow all of our friends. We always share their podcasts and our stories because we're one big happy family. Uh, Anything else?
1: No, just thank you for listening.
2: Might I interject Uh. one more time, please? (laughs) I really did enjoy this movie. (sighs) It was quite fun.
0: (laughs) Okay, Louis, thanks, dude.
1: So earnest. Okay, bye. Uh, Goodbye.